You're listening to Bo and Dave's excellent podcast, Chicago's podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bill and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bill and Dave Show. Buckle up, bitches. It's about to get juicy. All right. Episode number 63, Bill and Dave's excellent podcast. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, rating, telling your friends, all that fun stuff, all the sharing on social media. We see you. We see you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. This week, we've got an awesome guest. Uh, spent a lot of time in Chicago throughout the years, whether it be Second City or performing her one-woman act. Um, this is uh, its exciting. It's exciting when we have somebody with some legit Chicago ties. Danielle Pinnock, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. You have had one hell of a year. So, like, a lot of people would, would know you from, uh, I, I mean... I, We'll go into this, but obviously uh, the big thing, Young Sheldon, right? That's a, 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 a huge project for you. Congratulations so much on, on that show and it getting renewed recently. I know. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what happens season two. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to, uh, are we, are we for sure going to see uh, Ms. Ingram back or do you know yet? Or is that kind oh. of. Yeah, she'll she'll be all up and through that thing. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, so you know, obviously, Young Sheldon, you've been on Get Shorty, uh, you've done Scandal, Workaholics, This Is Us, and I mean, this is all within the last year or so. So, uh, walk me through this. How do you go from from New Jersey to to, to Temple to you did some time here in Chicago? And I'm really excited to talk about that. To getting on Young Sheldon. <laughs> Listen, so it has, I've been acting professionally for 10 years, I would say, but I've been really doing it my entire life. And I was actually predominantly doing theater. So that's what actually brought me to Chicago because there's such a strong theater community there. And I did a lot of work at the Goodman. um, And I did some work at Second City as well in the comedy world. And that's, you know, it was that training because theater, it's a lot of training that goes into theater. Um, and coming to L.A. really was a dream. Actually, a screen test for a project on HBO brought me here and I didn't get the job. But the casting director said, you know what, we think that you should really move out here and, you know, just experiment for a year. And if nothing pans out, go back to Chicago. And thank God I took his advice because the first thing that I booked was this is us. And it's been kind of off to the races. since. That's that is so, <laughs> so I'm happy awesome. I came out here. That's so awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, you, you, you touched on second city and your time, uh, your time at second city. And what I found really interesting was uh, you were a Bob Curry fellow back in, uh, in 2015. And I, I don't, I was, and, and, and I don't know that a lot of people, I, I think this gets overlooked a lot, but for those of you that are listening that don't know, Bob Curry was, he was actually the, the, the first African-American to join Second City's resident company. And if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, I think that turned into the first ever touring company. So th- yes. I don't think we've ever had anybody on the show that's, that, that's, that's been a Bob Curry fellow. How did you get that? How did, how did, did you have to apply for that or, or how did that happen? Yes, um, we have to do a huge application process, uh, sending your headshot resume, and there was kind of a, they wanted to know what your comedy background was. And I actually, at the same time of the application, I was doing my one-woman show. I was workshopping it in Chicago. So I had had a one-night-only performance where I just invited 
every theater company, every comedy house uh, in in the in the whole of Chicago, and Second City, all of them, they all came, and I think that's how I got my audition because they were able to see me live. Um, and there was a lot of people that submitted. It was probably about like seven hundred people from nation nationwide that had kind of submitted their headshots and resumes. And once I got into the audition, um, they had cut it down. I think it was like 150 people auditioned, and then they cut it down to 30. Wow. wow. <laughs> and I made it to the call back, and I was so nervous because I'd, I've always been known as a comedic actress, but improv I was never really comfortable with. And I wanted the um, apprenticeship so much because I could then learn all of those improv skills and really hone in on my sketch comedy. And I just am so grateful to Second City for giving me that opportunity because that showcase was insane. And that's actually how I got my manager in Los Angeles was from that showcase. And it's um, co-produced by NBC. So every industry person that you can imagine, they all came out and I was able to do material for my woman show for that. And, it just it was in, it was incredible, and I'm still friends with all those people that were in the fellowship with me. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, it gets lost on a lot of people. I don't think it's talked about very much, and on how hard of a process that is to to get into that program. <laughs> when I read that, my eyes like bugged out of my head. I'm like, holy cow! I think that's that's like unheard it's of. No joke. <laughs> I know, and you know what? This year, it's actually people audition for it like two, three times, four times. And that was actually, when I got in, it was my second time auditioning for it. Um, and I knew that if they could see me live, that I could get a chance, another shot at the audition. And thank God that I was able to do that show. And, you know, this last uh, occurrence that they had of it, um, this last class, there was actually a guy in this class who was in my first and second auditions. And he's just now... Wow. making it to, you know, wow. this class. <laughs> wow. so, you know, people do, because it, it really leads to so many opportunities as a writer, as an actor, as a stand-up comedian. I mean, just, it's incredible. So I'm so glad I was able to be a part of it. That's that's awesome. And let's, let's talk about your one-woman show, because I always find this intriguing, right? Because there's, there's, there's stand-up, there's acting, there's theater acting, there's, there's television and movies <laughs> and all that. But I think that having a, a one woman or a one man show or anything like that has got that to me is the most frightening thing in the world, the most frightening <laughs> thought. Because you, you can't really, there's not like, you know, I mean, the, it's not like you're going up and doing a 15 minute set, you know, at an open mic, you know, this right. is, you're promoting this. People are, I mean, this is all you. You're putting your heart on the line. You know, if you're in a play and, and you don't get a good turnout, well, there's a whole cast and a whole production and, and, and all of that. Right. But this is like you putting yourself out there. So explain to me maybe a little bit about that project and and because uh, it was critically acclaimed and uh, did really well here in the city. And uh, just just wondering some background on that. Sure, absolutely. Uh, the project actually started in 2011 at my graduate School, uh, Birmingham School of Acting, which is now called the Royal Conservatoire of Birmingham in the UK. And it was my master's dissertation project. And basically, we were assigned to do a paper and also a performance, a 30-minute performance on um, something that we felt very strongly about or something that's happening in politics. And I really wanted to focus on body positivity and body image because it's something that has 
been a theme in my family for generations. Um, and I, I just really wanted to like talk about that. So my background actually in theater is in something called documentary theater. And uh, you, a lot of artists are a part of that movement. So like Emily Mann and Anna DeVere Smith and a bunch of other really, really, really cool artists. Um, so basically what that is, is you go out and you interview people and then you uh, transcribe those interviews and then bring those stories to the stage. And I said, you know what? I want to use my documentary theater background and I want to interview all kinds of people <laughs> on body image and I want to transform and do their dialects and all their physicalities. So the first occurrence of that in 2011 had five, uh, five people that I portrayed. One was Miss California USA, a pageant queen. Um, the other one was a young woman who was Muslim who had her freckles removed. Wow. Uh, the third was a trans surgeon who specialized in trans surgeries. Uh, her name is Dr. Marcy Bowers, and she is amazing. Um, and then there was a burn survivor who was in this kind of domestic abuse situation and a uh, the first plus size actress to be accepted into a graduate program in a graduate acting program in San Francisco. So those were my five ladies that I <laughs> wanted to, you know, share their stories. And I worked with an amazing dialect coach, Jack Wallace, and um, I had a great director. And the show turned into this hit. And then cut to five years later, I'd interviewed over 300 people worldwide. I'd included men into the fold uh, because there were so many men that would come up after the show and say, you know, I really want to be interviewed for this. Or wow. um, can you interview my brother? He's an athlete or my father. He just was diagnosed with Parkinson's or things like that. And I would love to have footage of his story. And can you do this? Um, and so then I included men. And I mean, I think once that started happening and once I started performing as them, the show just, it just took a life of its own. And in 2016, Rivendell Theater Ensemble in Chicago, they fully produced the production with an, another theater called Waltzing Mechanics and Megan Carney directed. And it was, it was amazing. I mean, we were able to cut it. I think I performed, it was a 90 minute show by myself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and we, I did about 18 characters in that production and included my own story. And it kind of weaved through the characters of like what, what it was like growing up as a young Jamaican girl who was chubby with her grandma and her mom. And my mom was a frequent dieter. My grandmother was an athlete. So <laughs> it was just like kind of all the comedy of what it was like growing up with them and it was it was an incredible experience, and I'm I I'm super grateful to the city of Chicago because they've really been there since the very beginning. Like like I I just received so much support from Chicago, and I will forever be grateful to that city. Truly, that I'll tell you what ninety minutes on stage doing eighteen different characters <laughs> that sounds exhausting. That sounds absolutely exhausting. <laughs> It was. It took a lot of training. <laughs> it took a lot of kind of rehearsal and uh, physical fitness, and I had a personal trainer at the time, and we just it was it was intense for sure. But I was able to do it and with such ease, and you know I had a lot of rehearsal time as well too. So it was just kind of like putting on a a hat. Sure, <laughs> sure. It became super easy so, at the end. Yeah, it was cool though. It was awesome. So, so you get recognized, you get uh, maybe some management and they say, Hey, uh, you should give this TV thing a try, huh? And then, uh, you go out to California. Is that yeah. how that works? 
Yeah, so my in 2016 when I was doing uh, Body Courage, my agent uh, through a talent in Chicago, they actually said, uh, we think it's time for you to audition for television. And I was terrified because I was afraid. I'm a plus-size actress, and I didn't know what I would look like on screen. And, you know, I, I was just scared of, like, what would people make fun of me? And they said, well, you know what, Danielle, get out of your head. Let's try it out. And, like, my third or fourth audition um, I ended up screen testing for that project in, on HBO, and that's what actually ended up bringing me to Los Angeles. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they picked once, literally the day Body Courage closed, the next day a black car picked me up in uh, Rogers Park <laughs> <laughs> and took me on my, to ORD O'Hare, and I flew down to LAX, and they had me in this beautiful hotel in Santa Monica, and we just, we, you know, I did the audition and I was, you know, heartbroken because I didn't get it. But I felt like there was so much here uh, for me, um, especially being a comedic actress, because the thing is, in Chicago, there's so many dramas, you right. know, like on TV. So it's like Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med. And once you're on one, you can't come back for like two, three years. Yeah. So I said, you know what, let me come out to L.A. and see what happens and actually... But I was like, before I come to L.A., I need to be able to afford this L.A. rent because it was like double <laughs> what I was paying in um, in Rogers Park. So I actually booked an understudy position at the Geffen Playhouse in Los Angeles, understudying um, uh, this young woman, Heather Sims and Sharice Booth, who are like the most legendary theater actresses ever. Coleman Domingo was directing the production. It was called Barbecue uh, by a playwright, uh, Robert O'Hara. And it just. It was so great and was awesome opportunity to just kind of launch me into the city and get to meet a lot of people that are TV actors and ask questions. And that's now I'm I mean, I, I, I won't look back. I mean, I'm, I miss Chicago so much. I just I miss my friends because a lot of my friends are still there, but a lot of people are moving up here. So I'm trying to like <laughs> <laughs> finagle and get some more people out here. Like my best friend is still in Chicago. And I'm like, you should just come out here. <laughs> so I think once I have my tribe, I'll be more permanently set in Los Angeles. But I do miss Chicago a lot. I really, really do. And I'm trying to plan a trip up there soon. Well, that that happens, you know, that that's how it kind of happens. You get, you get a one person out there, another one follows next thing you know, the whole group is out there. So it's, it's I know. See, this is my little secret prayer <laughs> <laughs> that everyone just like comes up and then I can just, it could just all be the same. And we could like find a place that's like Moody's and like hang out. And I just, I just miss it. I just miss it so much. I love Chicago is such a special, has such a special place in my heart. And there's no art, like there's no theater. There's no comedy like it. None at all. Like I, I, I still to this day and like, I'm from the East coast and I've seen a lot of shows in New York, the best theater and the best performance I've ever seen in my life have been in Chicago. Well, yeah, and 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 I think uh, it's funny. We had a we had a, a guest on who was in the shot who was in the shy. You know, the new one on Showtime mm-hmm. that's filmed out here. And uh, he, oh, I love. Wait, who was it? It's always one of my friends. Oh, uh, it was uh, it was uh, Jose Tony Garcia. So yeah, he's a big oh, theater yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I love that. Yes. yes. So and he was and it was funny. We had a great conversation, really, about that and and about how. Uh, there's a there's a common misconception about like hey you're gonna go on stage and you're gonna get discovered and be a star overnight. I mean I think it's important that uh, that 
I think it's important to point out the work that you put in to get yourself. I mean, yeah, you went out to LA, you're there a couple of years and now you're on, you know, a, a show like uh, young Sheldon, but the work and the, the, yeah. the blood, sweat and tears you, you shed along the way uh, is really amazing. It really is. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I think a lot of people at first are like, wow, you booked so many things so quickly, but I'm like, if they even knew, <laughs> right? <laughs> if they even knew what it took to get here, I mean, there was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and it was—it's just been—it's been a long journey. But I've—I wouldn't change it in any way, shape, or form. I'm—I'm I'm really do feel blessed to have been a part of the theater family that I was a part of, and now to um, call you know the folks at Young Sheldon family as well. Like it's a great show, and everyone is so fantastic. And the producers, Chuck Lawrence, Steve Malaro, are incredible. And Ian Armitage is a genius in this <laughs> role as Sheldon. So I mean, I just feel really blessed to be in the position that I am right now. Yeah, and you know, you talk about opportunities. It's funny that you mentioned that about how many dramas are out here because I love your I, I love your. Uh, your filmography here so far because you, you go out there and you do this is us right and that's you, you know it's kind of it's kind of a drama a huge show unbelievable um and, and then you got workaholics in there which is i love that show and it's uh it's absolutely absurd i just gotta ask you like is the set as crazy as the show is to watch because that 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 show workaholics so, is, listen, <laughs> it's it was, we, had, we had such fun on that and that show actually, it w- I was in the series finale, so it was the last time anyone would ever see Workaholics again. So it was like a really, really epic episode to shoot, and it was the first time I've ever worked with um, stuntmen, and you know there was like all these hair things that were happening. Like it just, it was wild, and like a lot of kind of improvisers came through, and they were like, "Hey, can I be in the last episode?" They were like, "Yeah, improv." <laughs> so it was just it was like a big party and we just had so much fun and it was so cool to see um cuz I'd never I mean that was my second my second job so it was really really cool to see kind of how improvisers work on set and what that whole world is and we just we had so much fun. It yeah, was so that, good. <laughs> those those guys those guys are absolutely brilliant. Blake, Adam, Anders, those guys they are really are. They really really are. <laughs> <laughs> so funny! Uh, but, My God! But then you go and you got uh, then you've got uh, you're on Scandal, which is you know an, yeah. uh, an, another show that kind of and then you're Young Sheldon and and I just love the that that you you know you're not typecast because I know like in this industry and, and uh, especially you know you talk about like body image and stuff it's easy it's easy to get typecast into certain roles mm-hmm. or to certain types of genres so it's really cool to see you bounce around a little bit. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, the Scandal project, I think that was probably the biggest project I've ever done in my career because it was both Viola Davis and Carrie Washington, who are two women that are on and still on my vision board. And how that project came about was just, I mean, another blessing. Uh, I had run in for Linda Lowy, who's the casting director on that, uh, back in September. And didn't get that job, but felt very good about the audition. I mean, me and her had a big chat for like 30, 40 minutes <laughs> to the point where the casting assistant had to knock on the door and just like, hey, there's other people in my waiting outside. <laughs> right. Um, but didn't hear back, but I knew that I felt, I felt very, very strong about that audition. And then 
in December, I got a call from my agent saying, you know, Linda wants to cast you in this episode of Scandal. I did not audition for it at all. Um, and I said, absolutely. And they're like, oh, well, it's a co-starring role. I said, I don't care what it is. I will be, <laughs> I will absolutely do it because Scandal is one of, was, I mean, is one of my favorite shows of all time. I watch it with my mom, my whole family. Like, we are like cult followers <laughs> of that show. <laughs> and uh, Linda told me to call her, and I did. And she said, well, I just wanted to give you a little Christmas gift. And the reason why I wanted you to call um, me is because Viola Davis will also be in the episode. It's the crossover. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> and she's like, you're going to be working with Viola Davis. Um, and your scene is with both Carrie and Viola. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So, I mean, it, the amount of gems that I learned from both of those legends I mean, it's just, I can't even, I can't even really explain. Like it was, it was just a magical day on set. And I, I'm, I'm so grateful to have had that opportunity. And it was probably my favorite thing that I've worked on thus far. All I would be able to think is like, remember my lines, remember my lines, remember my lines. It's it. No, literally, that was me all day. Like, <laughs> there's like, I'm literally having to do Viola's hair and I'm like in her hair with a flat iron. And I was like, don't burn her. Don't burn her. <laughs> Don't burn her, Danielle. What are your lines? What are your lines? <laughs> but it was cool. Like we just we had a ball on the set, and she's just they just are just so gracious and so incredible to work with. That's awesome. And then like uh, so, but the interesting thing too, and then you bounce from from a show like that, obviously big production to uh, to uh, Young Sheldon and. Is Young Sheldon's a single camera, right? It surely is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so how is how is it is it is there any different preparation um, in in doing a show like that than doing something like you know a This Is Us versus a, a a scandal or something like that type of a production? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the great thing about Young Sheldon, which is my first, another like first for me, is that it's the first time that I get to work with young actors. So I work, uh, most of my scenes are with Ian, who is, um, he's so, so good. And I was such a fan of his from, um, I don't know if you saw Big Little Lies. But yeah. He was so epic on that. Um, and it is just, it's amazing. I mean, they've set it in East Texas. So it's also another kind of role for me, which is also really cool. Like I get to create. Uh, Miss Ingram from the ground up, like from the very beginning. I mean, we've been working on that show for a year now, um, and we just wrapped back in uh, end of March. So, but we started last year, March. So it's been really cool episode to episode of figuring out like where she's from and her little quirks <laughs> and where her accent is rooted and, you know, what is her physicality and does she have anxiety and kind of all those kinds of little things and, I think that's been the most the most special about the project is really having to create a character from the ground up because sometimes with one of these some of these like um, one time characters that I've done like on This Is Us, it's like you know you come in with an idea and you create the character, but that was it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you have to make it special enough and remember, um, you know, uh, memorable enough so that people are like, oh wow, who's that girl? So for this, I get to come on all, a bunch of times and my family gets to see me um, a, a lot of weeks and, you know, they they advertise this show all over the place. They had me in like 
movie theaters or like before Wonder Woman, they had my face. Oh, <laughs> man. <of> the <laughs> commercials and like people were calling me from all over. There was another film, Girl Strip, they had last year and my face was on one of the things for Young Sheldon. So like my, I was getting calls from all over, from the UK, from uh, my family in Jamaica, my family, you know, so like it just, it's been such a whirlwind um, with this show and it's, I, I just, I'm so grateful that they chose me. I mean, this, this project was a same-day audition. A manager called me at like 9 a.m. and was like, can you be at CBS by 11? So I had zero time to kind of prep and prepare. And I just printed out the sides and I said, you know what, God, <laughs> let me just, you know, let me just be brave and let's see what happens. And literally four hours later, I got the call being like, you have the table read tomorrow. And it was just, it's just been a whirlwind since the very beginning. And I just am beyond grateful now is, is, <laughs> to be working with these folks. Is, is there any truth to the fact, I had heard that you auditioned for this, and uh, at the time of the audition, you didn't even know what pilot it was. Is that true? Yeah, I had no clue. <laughs> I had no clue. It was untitled. It literally said, untitled project. Wow. And I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, I was like, I had no clue. And I, I, the lines, you know, was Sheldon, he came into my math class, something or another, and something about Euclidean geometry. And I was like, what is this? And then <laughs> the table read is when everyone was there from Big Bang Theory, Jim, Jim Parsons, and um, the, all the writers, and Chuck Lorre was there, and Steve Malaro. And I was like, wait, is this? the prequel that's awesome <laughs> to the Big Bang Theory and they were like yes so we're doing Young Sheldon and I was like oh my gosh that's awesome this is gonna be a uh, cult following this is gonna be so major um and it, it, I mean it's the number one comedy in the world yeah right now absolutely it's insane it in the UK in Australia um, and I have a lot of family in the UK my husband's from uh, England so my my entire family is able to watch this show and to see it's on airplanes right now my mom was just flying into New York today and she's like oh my god I just saw you on my JetBlue flight <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it's insane like it's just never in my wildest dreams that's awesome. <laughs> what I have thought <laughs> that's so cool well uh congratulations on that there there is uh um I'll, I'll tell you, I just it's it's almost like it, it's always cool to see somebody come up through theater and and and, and see success like this. So that's so it's so exciting. Um, so then <clears throat> uh, the other thing is you, uh, you you've you've also been and this is this is another thing I think this is great. You're you're, you're a big activist in the uh, body positivity movement. Um, you've you've been recognized for your written work. You've been on BuzzFeed. Um, and different things like that. Uh, can you maybe talk a little bit about that and your work in the uh, body positivity movement? Because I, I find that awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I, I mean, how I even got started in this is really from theater because I wasn't really seeing women that looked like me that were able to play um, a bunch of different roles. I mean, usually, like, black women that are plus size were playing the maid, were playing truck driver, were playing, right. you know, these kind of occupational roles, but there was no real 
you know, and, you know, and we're there for com- comedic relief. But that wasn't my form of training. And I wanted to show the world that I could play many different kinds of roles and I can play different stories and uh, people of different sizes. And I didn't want the world to just see me based on how I looked physically. So that's what I wanted to do with Body Courage is kind of open that conversation up. And then I just kind of found myself, I feel like at that time in 2011, 2012, we started seeing like, all of these plus size women coming out of the woodworks that were models and like Tess Holiday was one of them. Uh, and she was like the first plus size model to be on a huge, um, agency in uh, LA and, um, in London. Uh, and then we just started seeing like random kind of things. And you start seeing like Chrissy Metz on this is us and, um, all these people like on television. And I was like, you know what? what everyone is doing for TV and modeling, this is what I want to do for theater. And however way that I can inspire people and give people an encouraging way to look at their bodies. And the thing with me is like, I never want people to think that I am limited due to my size. Like I just ran a full blown 5k last month. I'm training for a half marathon (laughs) in December right now. Um, And I feel like a lot of times when people see me and also like, you know, some of my family as well, they're like, Oh, She's big. I don't know, <laughs> especially my family, because they have absolutely no, you know, they're, they're, they don't <laughs> care. They just say what comes off. Right. But um, I never want myself to be limited. And that's kind of what I practice. And that's what I try to encourage people on my page to do is like, don't limit yourself. Don't limit what your body can do. See, explore um, and really just like believe in that you are enough. And I think that it's, it's a practice like loving yourself has to be practiced every single day it's not just one day (laughs) all of a sudden you have confidence i wish it was that easy especially someone that's probably struggled with their weight or different parts that you know if they had an illness or things like that loving your body is it's it's a it's it's you know you got to meditate on this stuff right so however way that i can be a part of this movement and encourage people and you know with my writing and with my photos on Instagram or, you know what I mean? Or podcasting, you know, or whatever it is with me being even on young Sheldon, people saying, Oh my God, she's plus size. She's black. She's a, a math teacher. Do you know what I mean? She's right. not <laughs> right. sweeping up. <laughs> and she's not a slave. She's not, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> oh my God, I can be a math teacher. Whatever I can do. I, I really do try my best because I didn't really have a lot of that representation when I was growing up. So um, that's kind of my little two cents in the movement. And anybody can join it. Anybody can be a part of it. It's so inclusive, the body positivity movement. And there are like some key figures like Tess Holiday is a major part of the movement. And there's another young woman, Gabby Fresh and Gardner Style and uh, Roxanne Gay and uh, Sam Irby. Like there's authors there. You know, it's a huge movement um that consists of so many different artists and uh people around the world so just love yourself and know that you are enough i mean that's the biggest uh two cents that i can offer (laughs) that's it's always great to see people doing positive things you know what i mean there's so much negativity out there so it's always good to see um so yeah danielle pinnock you can follow her on instagram and twitter at body courage um and make sure you can uh Make sure you watch her on uh, Young Sheldon on CBS, uh, renewed for a second season. Danielle, where else can uh, you got anything else going we can talk about before we go? 
Yeah, absolutely. I just had an article, uh, essay that I wrote for Miss Shonda Rhimes on Shondaland.com, and my essay is called Snatched Edges, and it's dealing with uh, hairstylists and makeup artists on set, dealing with uh, brown skin and natural hair texture. So folks can go on Shondaland.com and read that. And then I'm also creating a Instagram series with my dear friend from Second City, Lenise Frederick, and we are on Instagram now, and people can just, like, see it. It's improvised, called hashtag book. And it's hashtag spelled out H-A-S-H-T-A-G book. And it deals with actors, uh, <laughs> actor situations in the waiting room and what we go through. And we improvise <laughs> all these kind of little scenes. <laughs> That's brilliant. Like, what happens? <laughs> and it is, we just have such a ball doing it. So if folks want to follow me there, go right ahead. <laughs> excellent excellent well there you go you know give her a follow on uh twitter instagram at body courage um and uh yeah snatched edges on shondaland that's awesome too i forgot i completely forgot to to talk about that it's huge again um well you're on fire danielle you're on fire congratulations on all your success and uh uh we're just glad to say that uh we got to spend some time with you here in chicago yes absolutely i hope to visit soon <laughs> <laughs> all right well take care and good luck to you all right, have a good one. All right, bye. Bye. All right, there you go, Danielle Pinock. Make sure you give her a follow on Twitter at Body Courage. She's a she's a fun one to watch. She's got a lot going on. Looking forward to what comes next for Danielle. Um, again, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Uh, word of mouth is huge for us. So, thanks a lot. And uh, for Bill, I'm Dave. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bill and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bill and Dave Show.